This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Shaktiman is dead. The Uttarakhand High Court gives the central government an earful. Arnab Goswami gives everyone an earful. Indian Express nails Amitabh Bachchan's lie, but there is stunning silence on every other news platform. Giriraj says India should have strict population control of two kids per person. I mean, is that compulsory or optional? <laughs> Anand, because you told me about this, I wasn't aware of this. Yeah, no, this, there is a condition there. I mean, there's a reasoning for that. No, but everyone has to have or you yeah. cannot have if you don't want? Yeah, everyone. Okay, everyone should have. Yeah. Uh, and uh, even, is the odd even a success or failure? Sherlock will find out because that is a big mystery. <laughs> and surge pricing we'll discuss. Ishrat and the new revelations on Hindu terror. We'll discuss all that and more. Welcome, this is News Laundry Hafta. I'm Abhinandan Sekhri. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi maaf nahi karte, chahe aandhi aay, tufaan aay, ya odd even aay. <laughs> we have with us Dipanjana. Hi, Dipanjana. Hello. Karuna. Hi. Madhu. Hello. Hello. And Anand. <laughs> Hello. And I'd like to tell you, our guest today is Viveka Nand. Nemana, right? Yes. Did I get that right? Uh, that's right. That's right. Okay. He is a journalist based out of Hyderabad, correct? Yes, Hyderabad. And c- correct me if I'm wrong, because I often say something and our guest says, no, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> so I'm used to it. Don't, you don't have to be polite. Okay, good. Uh, he writes for New York Times, Foreign Policy, Scroll, Quartz, The Caravan, Al Jazeera, and everyone except News Laundry. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, no. Okay, you will soon. <laughs> Recently, he's written a report for Al Jazeera called The Malaria Crisis India Doesn't Want to Acknowledge, along with Ankita Rao. We will discuss that in a little more detail. And I'll let Anand discuss that because he's more scientific than me. So, let's start with whatever Madhu wants. Madhu? Let's start with Ishrat, the, uh, what the uh, new revelations. I think the story, what it tells me is that the Home Ministry has, this is my uh, conjecture, that the present Home Ministry has put together a team that examine documents And when they find something, they feed it. Hmm. And there are enough people who are going to be fed. Hmm. I just saw... Uh... Not that I'm supporting Chidambaram. Sure. Not that I support the Congress for what they did. Hmm. And none of which, I'm not passing an opinion on who's right and who's wrong. Hmm. But I think that for journalists, this, they should be able to see this in the story. That it is a, it is a plant. Hmm. Where did he get it from? It has to be from the Home Ministry. Hmm. That's my conjecture. And if anyone wants to correct me, they're welcome to do it. But I think for me, most important when I look at a story as a journalist, I really want to look at the source. Right. Do you think that changes... The story? I no, mean, no, 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 it hmm. doesn't. Hmm. It doesn't. But when, you, when you're aware of the source, you also are aware that this is being done for a purpose, hmm. which you can bring into the story also, which makes it more balanced. Let's get an outsider's pr- perspective. Since you're from Hyderabad, <laughs> which is not <laughs> Delhi. <laughs> so obviously an outsider oh, to news. Yeah, 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 very much. Yeah. only about Latians, Delhi. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as a foreign national in Hyderabad, who knows nothing about news from Delhi, <laughs> what do you think of this, uh, what, what Madhu said, uh, if you've been following this at all? Uh, no, I, I, I've not been following it that closely, actually. But... Um, I'm. I have always really been fascinated by this kind of um, sort of plants and non-plants. That's that, that seems that's something that I've never ever come across. You know, in my very short career hmm. as a American journalist in Hyderabad. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but there's one question I'd like, if I may, I'd like to ask Vivek, because if you remember, in America, one New York Times journalist went to jail because mm, she refused yes. to disclose, disclose her source. source. Right? Recently, in fact. Maybe a couple of years ago. Six years ago. Six oh, years. Yeah. It's that long. It's, been, it's, been, it's getting to be some time. Yeah. It was right. during um, the Bush, the initial Bush years, actually. Right. Was it about so. outing the CIA agent which the Bush outed? Was Valerie it, was, Poon, yeah. was that the story? Uh, yeah, that was that, that was, was connected story to this. Where and she, yeah, she served a prison term, right? She, I don't uh, know. Where yeah, the Bush administration took. Like, they were not happy with Valerie's husband, who's ambassador in, in Kenya, was it? Yeah, I think it was. In one in an African country, and um, they wanted to get rid of him. So and sh and to uh, to uh, in a path to like destroy, hmm. um, they outed his wife, who was a CIA agent. Wow. And the, the, ruined the, both their careers. Right. The administration I mean, film has made out of it. Film has been made out of it. Yeah. Yeah. By with Sean Penn, I think. Yeah. Hmm? Sean Penn. That'll be absolutely authentic, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, super authentic. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the woman uh, is played by, I think, Jennifer Garner. Je Jennifer Gardner? Garner, I think. So, so sorry, I mean, the, sorry the, the, the question is that, uh, I mean, it's linked to what Madhu just said. So right. let's say a source that you have mm. gives you uh, a cassette or a, or a CD mm -hmm. that has these Ishrat Jahan revelations. Right. Uh, <clears throat> when you publish those revelations, would you be, uh, you know, trying to, as Madhu said, put balance into the story, talk a little about the, whatever motive your source might have? I mean, would you do that? Or would, would a foreign publication do that? Or should, should one do that? Or is just the story the most important thing? Um, I, I think it's very easy to say they should do that, that they should have that balance. They should try to put in that context, right? You, uh, as a journalist, you should be considering, you know, what is your source's uh, incentives here? Mm. And if you're an honest journalist, you should also probably work that into the art, the story you're writing, the story. So while you carry the story, but you also say this is. Uh, but but you know there 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 are obviously limitations to that, right? And that sure exactly. Um, there are limitations, but I think, I think being able to, in some sense, give the balance that this story is. You don't have to spell it out, mm -hmm. but there are many ways in which you can imply that it's come from an area where. It benefits this person to feed this story in. But right, right. what comes but, to mind is the Radia tape thing. Yeah. Now, I mean, that story took uh, India by storm for like six months, a year, two years, you know. Mm. And nobody bothered about the source. I mean, it was not discussed at all, right? I mean, they just, every news organization were given CDs. And no one, I mean, there was See, no story this, this that question, where have the CDs come from. This question has been answered <coughs> by Madan Puri <laughs> in the late 70s. Okay. When, no, by Amitabh Bachchan to Madan Puri. In Divar, when he said, Ye to Mujekum Batareho, ki Dagarka Sonaka Atai, and up Am Kaye, Gutlia Kahajare, Kahasare. So that is, I think a reporter should do what Vijay, what Madan Puri did. But later he got killed by Vijay in the film. Anyway, uh, so uh, have you been watching uh, this no, Ishrat case? That, uh, I think uh, your question was. Just repeat your question. Yeah, I mean, the question was like in Radia tapes, you know, we, no yeah, one really I, I bothered about the from, source. I think it came from Prashad Bhushan, if I'm not mistaken. No, the Radia tapes? Mm. No, no, where did, who tapped those CDs? Where did they come from? No, that, all news organizations got a sealed packet. Mm. I know for a fact. All of them got it. Mm. Everyone heard it. Some carried it, some didn't. Where they originated from, who had tapped the phones, yeah. who recorded it, who, no one knows till date. I think that's the story to be done. Yeah. How, how uh, did they verify it? It was unverified. It was, un I yeah. mean, just the content itself yes. was not yeah. verified. No. But in journalism, I think free lunches should be suspected as well, right? 
if you get all this explosive information, mm. as much as you can, just a little pinch of salt, you know, you need to figure out something. Why would someone no, give but you coming so much to, free... But it's raw data. That's what you're being given in some senses. And of course, there has to be an agenda that is being served by you carrying it. But I think the radio tapes are a, a good example because of the amount of information that was in there. Hmm. Uh, it, it wasn't a story. It wasn't a story. But it was many stories. Panama Papers also, because there have right. been many, many articles Absolutely. about how Russians have been writing, or pro-Russian people have been writing. That but no uh, American names, no big American yeah. names. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Which, that's curious. Russia. Which uh, Biraj uh, mentioned in her uh, article for us, um, that one of the reasons why there aren't any American names in all possibilities is because America has tax havens within the country, so they don't need to go to this offshore account. Right, right. Uh, so that's like a technical reason why this wouldn't be uh, involving true, actually, yeah. American millionaires or whatever. But also what you're saying, you know, where uh, Russian, uh, Russian people are looking at their interests, we're looking at Amitabh Bachchan, when you get when you get a data dump essentially of course you must look at what the context is but the fact is we are constructing our story from within it i think the ishad jahan case on the other hand is so specific mm -hmm. you know there's one and it's not even looking at the central question which is which was at least for the longest time that was this a fake encounter in which these people were killed or not mm -hmm. and there's no conclusive evidence to that apparently. However, you have two reports that have said that these were fake encounters. There are massive questions raised about how these people died, none of which is actually central to the questions that are being raised now about it. Whether she was a terrorist or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're two, it's a mishmash. But I, yeah, I, I think and uh, at least Arnav and Rahul Shankar thrive on a mishmash. So it kind of serves their purpose. So they got two or three nights of prime time shouting. Uh, worked out. Uh, Karna, you want to say something? No, I just wanted on Ishrat, the thing was also it questions the investigators themselves. Mm. So if you're independent and you're free and you're honest in your job, it shouldn't matter. All this information should have come out in the timeline of investigation too. You right. know, it's, but we know that here the what is under which government it influences, they see the changes everything. Yeah. Anand, now we'll come I to you. I just want to correct what we said earlier. The film's name was Fair Game, mm. and it was Naomi Watts Naomi with Watts. Sean Penn. Mm. And uh, her official occupation at that time was a CIA officer, and her husband was Joseph Wilson. I see. I should check it out, in fact. We should all check this film out. Mm. <clears throat> Anand, uh, two things you can just hold thoughts on. One is, what is this two-child policy? Because I'm sorry, I haven't watched news today. <coughs> tell us about that, and tell us what you're doing to follow it. And uh, the <laughs> second is, um, you know, let's discuss um, uh, Vivekanand's yeah. thesis. Is it a thesis or is it just an article? No, it's just an article. It's, okay. uh, so let's start it. with, I think, what Vivek did. Because okay. that's much more hmm. palatable than what but Giri Raj, Vivek. I think Giri Vivekanand sounds so much nicer. Okay. <laughs> I know so many Viveks. <laughs> but I don't know any Vivekanand. Yeah. Whatever you prefer. Vivek so Anand. Vivek, would you like to kind of elaborate on what your uh, you know findings were? What I mean, it was a one year. You took one year to two do years, the story. Two years. Two years to do the yeah, story. So yes. Wow! It was a two-year-long investigative piece. We uh, actually got a grant from the Fund for Investigative Journalism. Hmm. Um, it started when uh, you know a couple of years ago. I noticed I was in um, Arku Valley, this tribal area in northern Andhra Pradesh, and I was with this human rights team. And they were kind of counting malaria case cases. 
there. And uh, I noticed that... In just that area? Or just that area. area. Just, just a very, very small scale thing. But I noticed that um, uh, a lot of people, they were bringing out their prescriptions that the doctors had given them, the government doctors had given them. And on every single one, um, they had been prescribed chloroquine or ACT, other malaria medicines. But their symptoms were listed as um, cold and flu, right? Uh, never as malaria, which, you know, granted, has to be tested, confirmed. But it was, it, it, it was this kind of suspicious sort of... Uh, so the medication was malaria? The medication was from malaria, was but the... the said something else. Right? Yeah, the, the, the cause... So why were uh, we writing cold and flu? Uh, that's what I wanted to find out, actually. Hmm. Uh, why, why were they writing cold and flu? So we were... Um, uh, my partner Ankita and I, we did some digging and we realized that uh, you know, there had been studies showing that India has a very, very highly underreported uh, malaria epidemic in that um, I think the big statistic that we had in our, in our investigation was that uh, in 2015, uh, 2000, yeah, 2015, 440 official deaths yeah. uh, due to malaria. Real number, I mean the estimates vary, but very likely uh, a uh, hundred times more. So Whoa, that's crazy. 144,000, 45,000. And um, for our investigation, we basically went from the ground up. Sorry, what year was this? This was, so uh, this was, we started in 2014, continued through 2015. Okay. Yeah. Um, and kind of, you know, we kept going back and forth between the field. You know, we came to Delhi for a while. We were, you know, in the Ministry of Health. We we're speaking to the World Bank, speaking to uh, the entire sort of, uh, Malaria industrial complex. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so we, we wanted to see how, one, how uh, the data was being ma uh, manipulated on the ground. So you know, we visited some 20 villages. We just went to the villages. We asked to the ASHA workers there. We used to talk and to people. And the 20 villages you visited were across? We're in, we're in Andhra Pradesh and oh. Orissa. So very, very. Andhra Pradesh? Orissa. Orissa, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so Korapu district of Odisha. Hmm. Uh, you know, very, uh, very poor kind of area. Same with northern Andhra Pradesh, northern Vishakhapatnam, mm. also very poor areas that mm. have historically been considered highly epidemic prone areas. And when you were visiting them, obviously you had to take the malaria medicines yourself. Uh, yeah, uh, Akita was good about it. I was not. Right. I just kind of, uh, yeah. I did, I did get sick afterwards, but uh, I thought it was malaria. It was actually typhoid. But oh. I thought you were going to say cold and flu. Cold, cold and flu, yeah, it was actually yeah. cold and flu, yeah. Uh. Um, so, uh, so, so then you went to all these villages and you found they were fudging the numbers there as yeah, well? Yeah, we, we uh, just collected the data. Every, there's a village level data that you can get hmm. that somebody maintains. So we, we took that, we talked to the people there. We uh, you know, went up to the next level, the PHC, the primary health clinic. And then we looked at the data there and then we went to the next level. And all that kind of kept working up until the district. Um, and you know, pretty soon, we, even people, uh, the you know, government bureaucrats were willing to just accept on the record that, you know, this is not like, uh, there's, there's a lot of under-reporting, you know. So they accepted on record? On record, yeah. Okay. So actually, so what we thought was, we thought our investigation would be, you know, is malaria being under-reported? Hmm. But like pretty soon into it, uh, the, our investigation changed because we realized that that, that, that was such an open secret that it wasn't even a story at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we would walk into uh, someone's office and they'd say, yeah, it's being underreported, so what? You know? This is just uh, incredible. Like, I love so that. The government yeah. just accepted it. No, just accept it. I mean, it's like, well, what do you expect us to do? How, so do, you know, how do you expect But did they tell you why? Uh, they, they wouldn't really give you, we, that, that was our big question, like, why, right? Um, and they would say, you know, like this and that. They'd kind of like go around it. I, what we 
I think what we thought was most likely is that uh, we have a government system in which the structure says you, you can't be honest as a bureaucrat in some sense, as a malaria officer, for instance, because um, you know, if there's been a history of underreporting in your district, and then one guy comes yes. in and says, you know what, let's stop, let's stop, let's yeah. stop doing this. Like, let's stop massaging the numbers. Let's stop you know, bringing it down to 10% of what it is. Let's yeah. say what it, let's provide the real numbers. You're going to get in trouble yes. because the question isn't going to be how is there so much malaria? How do we miss so much? It's going to the be the question of why, why you such a why, why, yeah, why, why did, what happened? What did you do wrong? So like that it spiked the, to this yeah, extent. How so, you know, this is why I feel that in India, fiction and non-fiction is just so completely Very intertwined. Fine line. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the government of India? I mean, I, I read when I read, we were, I I couldn't sleep for a week. Here you have a government that's reporting 500 deaths, 2015, hmm. and the real value is 100 times more. And you yeah. can read this report on on, on Al, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. On Al Jazeera. Yeah. All right. And interestingly, you the link is available read. below this podcast. Please have a look. Those of you who have uh, listened up to this podcast on SoundCloud, you'll have to come to the News Laundry page and you can click on the link to the story. Yeah. Can, right. Can so, I, yeah, please. So can I just add one thing? Actually? Um, one, uh, the part of the story that I am especially proud of uh, just kind of went, went beyond the underreporting, kind of looked at this, the overall um, way we, in which we handle malaria as a public health epidemic. Um, so we were looking at uh, this one incident in which uh, the Indian government returned nearly $500 million of aid to the World Bank um, you know, in, that was specifically meant to combat malaria. Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Why? Wow. They, yeah. When was this? This was, this was, in, this was between uh, 2000, I think the exact days, between 2007 and 2013. Okay. Like, very why long, did they not that? Yeah, so that was, and so what happened, it, it was because uh, the aid was contingent on uh, you know, whether the government was procuring enough in mosquito nets okay. on time. And they kept missing their deadlines to procure mosquito nets. What's so, so difficult about procuring mosquito that, that, nets? That, that was our question. Why is it so hard to get? And in India, exports mosquito nets to yeah. many, many countries yes. around the world. We have, we have many uh, companies in Tamil Nadu, for instance, that provide WHO certified mosquito nets, which are funded, which are funded by World Bank money and other international aid money right. that, that are exported to you know, sub-Saharan Africa, elsewhere. But those companies don't sell to India because the Indian government has a law. And this is very, very typical, I think, of Indian bureaucracy. There is, in order to be a, uh, uh, a, to, to be a contractor you know, for this one specific item, for the mosquito hmm. nets, you have to get approval from the Central Insecticide Board of, uh, of India. And the board is a, is a very, very opaque, extremely opaque panel of some eight or so, nine members, um, and it turns out that getting approval from them, which should be a 20, 30 minute process, can sometimes takes, takes five years, six years, seven years, many, many stories of, you know. So Vivek, here, here's the question, right. you know. I mean, according to me, from the, the minute I read it, I knew this is the most explosive story in the last one year. It doesn't matter whether it's public health or politics or anything like that. Now, you are obviously a, a seasoned journalist, mm -hmm. and you know you have a lot of networking amongst other journalists. I'm amazed that this story was not taken up Picked by up, the media, by the television channels, by the other newspapers. When did it come out? This came out in January. My in God. January? In January. And why, why do you think so it that, what is the reason? I, 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 I don't know. I emailed everyone I knew. I mean, we were, we were This is why you should have been in touch with us sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, we did. And then... Um, 
uh, we emailed, it was on Al we were on Al Jazeera, it was on, right. picked up by Al Jazeera, the, the channel at least. Um, and I think it, it did make, make a good splash on social media. I think that, you know, that social media, it's nice in the way that right. like-minded readers will find it, will find it, it'll be shared. Mm. Um, but it wasn't, I, and I do have a theory. Um, someone was actually who works in sanitation was telling me, asking me the same thing. You know, we find that our very explosive findings often don't get covered. And I, and I think it's just, we have an extreme, like you mentioned, a very Latin, Delhi focused media. And uh, uh, tribal Orissa is extremely far away. And I, and so, I, so is Hyderabad. So is Hyderabad. <laughs> but that matter, yeah, that, that was the big thing with the but U, you know, uh, this, University could of Hyderabad Could it be that it's story. come from Al Jazeera, who has an anti-Indian bent on particularly the Kashmir foreign problem? Hand. The foreign, foreign hand. hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 so, uh, I, yeah, I did get a, great, a few great emails actually about this. <laughs> that you had a foreign hand. No, 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 that, that uh, you know, which, which like, you know, which Side Muslim you country want? is like financing your like anti, whatever, this and that, this kind mm. of. But Vivek, this isn't like from, uh, this, isn't, this isn't an Odisha story. I would say it is a Latian story because it's, it directly impacts the government policy. So even though your numbers that you got were from Odisha and all, the guy who was fudging it is sitting in Delhi. Can you imagine all over India? attitude that if I'm doing the story about my country, it's okay. But if somebody else is doing it in a foreign publication, there is a different, different conversation. So did, did the health minister I, respond to you? Did, uh, did no, 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 nothing. Um, and uh, so even the health secretary, anyone from I, I, the government? I was hoping. I was hoping for that. I was hoping for some kind, at least, uh, yeah. some some kind of angry response, some kind of something. Um, because because for me, uh, so with the thing with this mosquito nets, right? They uh, had millions of dollars that they had to return because they couldn't get the mosquito nets on time because of these like incredibly bureaucratic like red tape procedures that have been a long like that that are a very much a characteristic of you know uh, these kind of things uh, and because of that uh, one researcher was telling us that at least five thousand people were ha were killed right. who did not have to die. Because, it's waiting for the next. Because, it, because waiting for these mosquitoes. I think this is criminal. I mean, it's shocking. Something and like malaria. And sorry, uh, I just read uh, what has been completely eradicated from your um, polio, 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 right? Yeah. Two days ago. And uh, here we are still losing how many lives to malaria a year? Well, under-reporting. 50,000. That's a conservative, malaria, fairly conservative typhoid and dengue. These three things. Yeah, Karuna? Another on the media attitude, just one very quick thing when I used to work with the Helka. We actually lost a colleague yes, to cerebral malaria who went yes, to report right. in Abu Jamar, the whole central right, Indian tribal right. areas. And it was a story and a human story. I know, and everybody felt bad about but it. He and then that, together, didn't he? As I recall, he, it, he got it malaria got, yeah. and typhoid. Uh, even the the, the other correspondent who went with him, mm. and but she survived because she, you know, she got medications in time. So his case went bad for different reasons as well. But the media reaction to that was very sympathetic for about a week. That's but it. the bigger problem of but the bigger problem, the health story, story wasn't addressed. Is also the underreporting of dengue, dengue. because yeah, you know whenever there's been an epidemic around, and you know so many people that you know are going mm. down. And with that's dengue. a very Delhi. And you look at the reports, and it doesn't. What's coming out in the papers don't yeah. match the reality of how many people are going to the hospitals. Yeah, but, that's but, you why know, I, I think, feel I think so they, skeptical when India says. I mean, I you know that, that our HIV numbers have really gone down, and there is nothing to worry about. Yeah, there's no reportage because uh, how the hell do you do? This was one of the funniest things that we. Don't heard. you know this affects tourism? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's probably why. And this affects, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, hearing about that definitely affects tourism. They, I mean, India clearly does, no government wants 
to be seen as a But on lawyer. your malaria story as well, so how did they answer where all this quinine was going? Hmm? Where was, what was all this quinine treating? Didn't oh. they have to record that? Uh, yeah. yeah quinine is a specific drug. By the way, I was being sarcastic about the tourism part. Yes. I wasn't. No, but it's but true, it's true. Right? No, what I'm saying is that, that that's, they that's use it as an excuse. No, but actually, the numbers of, you know, when the uh, Jyoti Singh uh, was raped and killed in Delhi, who is also tourism. called Nirbhaya, um, it did impact tourism. Yeah. I mean, the numbers showed it. Yeah. Not well, just I mean, that if, one, that if, was... If, a no, 500, but half a million people are being killed by malaria. Yeah. Obviously, it yeah. would affect the... Uh, right, yeah. right. I mean, that's so, the, uh, you want to? I I just think uh, yeah, just one thing. We've just developed such a culture of needing a breaking news topic. Like every day, there has to be three breaking news items, particularly mm. in the world of TV news. Um, I think that's led to a lot of stories falling through the cracks because everything is sensationalized to seem. A lot of these stories don't deserve the kind of attention that they are given. I, I disagree. I'll tell you why. You see, this is such an unbelievably explosive story that any guy with any sense whose, whose job it is to you know, screen through what is the breaking news story can make this as a breaking news story. Oh, what I the agree. hell is the government doing? Where is the health minister? I think, I think the problem here is that you can't have to... No, so no one can start shouting, no, malaria is good. Exactly. Right. You know, you yeah. can't have that kind of polarization. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Because something becomes big Correct. when on a panel you have three people shouting, you shut up, and three people are shouting, you shut up. Now here, everyone say malaria is bad. Too many people agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so this would be like Sambit Patra will say, this all started in the Congress time. Well, and then Sanjay Jha will come on and say, no, it was even... It's, it's gone into... So it we becomes... Everything becomes... A <laughs> well... That was actually another thing that I was wondering about our story. A lot of our data was from before the election, right? Because this is, you work with data from the past. Hmm. Um, so it was during the Congress era. Hmm. And, I, and I wondered if maybe that, that has something to do with the government response as well. That this was a story that, if you read it carefully, like, that, that should make the Indian government, the Indian state look bad. But could we argue to make... That you see, the funny thing is, you, as you said uh, 20 minutes ago, that uh, I mean, it, it makes complete sense for the BJP government to expose the Congress like right. this. Yeah. But the thing is, BJP government has been in power for two years. Mm. So they've been also fudging numbers. Right? They've been doing exactly. So if they expose the Congress, they the next question is, themselves. why the hell are you under reporting? Right. Right. So and it goes back to the thing that it's being for a bureaucrat to come in and then decide to report the actual figures. It then comes back to the thing that it is actually a subversive act to be honest in India. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which yeah. is uh, which uh, Ashok Khemka has been transferred again. Um, oh, uh, last week. Yeah. A week before last, or the week I was on leave, I think. Um, we, we'll check that out. But moving on, uh, I just want to say, speaking of stunning silence, there was a stunning silence on Amitabh Bachchan's. Uh, Panama Papers, you know, lie that Indian Express nailed that he, you know, was part of two board meetings by the, on, on the phone. And other than Express, no one has taken this up. Now, this is equivalent to, like, you know, Tom Cruise, like, was uh, <laughs> in an offshore company. It, it, Wall Street Journal, New York, everyone go to town. Yeah. Uh, you know, or The Guardian or The Independent would go to town if, you know, Sir Anthony Hopkins or whoever... Kate Blanchett to a British, right? Australian. Australian. <laughs> same, same, white. <laughs> to me, all these whites look the same. <laughs> but, but you know, Indian ko Pakistani bolo to. No, I will go to But you know what I'm saying? But, and I was thinking, why? 
I think it's because Amitabh Bachchan is an integral part of every television channel and newspaper organization. He's a brand ambassador, whatever, for that Greenathon of NDTV and the Tiger Conservation Project. He is a part of some Welcome India or Indian of the Year for some other channel. So, Bichari Indian Express ne front page mein nikal diya. And bas, He's never gone through their under. I think there was more coverage of him saying that he wasn't in any of yes. these uh, they, companies yeah, yeah. than yeah. there yeah. was of, uh, you know, Indian expressing, um, then why were you calling them in right. on the phone? And DNA yeah. had a great story on Amitabh Bachchan's, you know, his entire paying off that yeah. loan. It was a fantastic story. Again, pin drop silence, fantastic. And DNA is owned by Z. And DNA is owned by Z, correct. Um, so, moving on to the next one. Even odd. Can you just come to that? Uh, you know, um, Vivekanand, we have uh, in India, there's an even odd happening. Sorry, in Delhi. Same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Sorry. But there's this, are you familiar not with in India, India, yeah, Not yeah, in India course. yet because Kejival is not yet the Prime Minister. He's not yet the Prime Minister, yeah. <laughs> just wait a few years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's that? Just a matter inshallah, of Inshallah, inshallah. Inshallah, <laughs> inshallah. But, but, uh, 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 have you been around? Yeah, 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 that, that I've been around before. Do you, do, when you do pranayama in the morning, do you feel air is yeah. it, It's about half as much, half as... <laughs> okay, Would let's start with Madhu. Madhu, uh, I, I forwarded you on uh, the Google head CEO. Hmm. And in that, this reporter who's followed him in through Delhi, Hyderabad, wherever. Chennai, actually. Hmm. And, and to Delhi, and he says, as soon as you wake up in the morning, the air you breathe, you can feel... Feel the pollution in the air. In you Delhi? Can, in the staleness. The st in Delhi? Yeah. You can feel... What it month is this? God knows. But you know, I mean, I don't... Zada ho gaya. Listen, I lived in New York when it was the most polluted city in the country, in the world. Hmm. And they cleaned up their act. But even when New York was really seriously polluted, you could feel it in the air. I mean, this is fiction. Let's ask the outsider. <laughs> this, is what, this is my question, actually. Do you, do you feel it? Do you feel the pollution? No, if you felt it, I think okay. people would be more careful about doing okay, it. Let, I'll be honest, since uh, I used to travel a lot when mm. shooting travel shows, whenever I, I have this constant <clears throat> in my throat, and as do a lot of other people I've noticed in Delhi, when I'd be out shooting, it goes within a day or two. Uh, in fact, even if I go to, uh, you know, a city like Hyderabad or something, it goes. It comes back when I'm in Delhi, it does happen. So, 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 so it, is, it, yeah, is it is there, but I was just amazed. I don't know where the newspapers and all are getting the numbers from on pollution because we have an air quality index right outside our office. Mm -hmm. And I've been following India spends. Uh, in the last two weeks, even before what even happened, we have had like 28, like double digit, like yeah. really clean air comparable to Toronto, Vancouver. Satisfactory and that was shocking. It was, it was so I wasn't sure why we needed odd even right now because the air is actually doing fine without odd even. The temperature going so, up. So, yeah. No, because we've had some very clear, I'd, I'd go out in the AQI, I'd see like, I'd see 26 and I'd turn around and I'd, you know. Breathe deep. <laughs> Inhale. Beta, shwas low. Shwas. I would take shwas and then release the shwas. So, I, I'm not sure why we needed this. I, I honestly think it's a positioning thing. It is something... They the position, I think the autowalas needed to make a little more money. Therefore, <laughs> odd even was done. I believe the autowalas were very critical to the whole up campaign. This is return gift. Twice. <laughs> because, I'm sorry, the congestion is horrific this time. Yeah. And I heard... Honestly, the, although I didn't get that, I know you two got that. The last two, three days the I've been going home, day. I've been getting home again in 10 minutes. Because no, this IIT crossing day of the, is Kali. Uh, even it took me an hour yeah, and same. a half to come here. Really? Really. An what, an coffee, what do you think? No, I mean, I feel like it's, this, the, this is my first time in Odd Even Delhi. Huh. 
Um, and the traffic does seem much better. Yeah, to me also, I think the traffic seems very well. No, last time it was amazing. Last time the difference in traffic was sudden, you know, and you could zip across town, which I tried just as a test as well, you know, half an hour across town, east to west. Day before I went to Khan Market, day before I went to Khan Market, I was there in 18 minutes. Stop using Lal Bhatti Niku. <laughs> so, uh, what? No, I mean, uh, let, let me just begin. This is an absolute joke. Hmm. Okay, if you look at the scientific data, you would realize that the pollution caused by the cars, which which are the ones that are under odd even, okay, is absolutely minuscule, single-digit uh, PM 2.5 causing pollution. Most is dust, trucks. And you have uh, two wheelers, 30% of mm. the pollution. They are not, uh, uh, you know, or even ra uh, rationed. And obviously, what whatever the monitoring has been done, and you know, ever since the the phase two started, the pollution their monitors what they're saying is going up. Now it's not a question of going up, and earlier it was going down. This is what is called in scientific parlance as noise. This is not the signal. I mean, there are so many factors that make up. Yeah, there are too many to things. Too and this many is too small. small. You know this, and how come Kejriwal doesn't? No, no, enough. Well, I think it's a positioning it's thing, a thing, honestly. Thing. But I'd just like to tell our audience that Madhu has started using a hybrid car, an eco friendly car. Congratulations, Madhu. Very okay. nice. <laughs> <laughs> environmentally friendly. All right, whatever. Why have you got to take your mic? Is that exempt from odd even? Yeah. It is? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, CNG, uh, CNG vehicles and uh, electric vehicles. In fact, I'm planning to buy an auto because that's also <laughs> exempt. <laughs> yeah. Any one of you wants to, you know. No, so one, of the most, <laughs> one of the most brilliant ideas I yeah. ever had, if I say so myself, mm. and if I gave to Rahul Bajaj, the guy who, the two wheeler guy. Mm. And businessmen by somehow never listened to me. Mm. And I told him, I said, you know, if you've traveled in small towns anywhere in India, you'd see that you see people on two wheelers with a family of three or four piled up on top of each other. Why don't you have a three wheeler like an auto, but designed like a family car where you, two people can sit in front and kids at the back and have two doors and finish. And it's not that. It's called a nano. <laughs> okay. I can kind of see what it was happened, seriously, It was seriously you. rejected. Because the Isn't it a good idea? No, I don't think no, no, I tell you because when you're taking your family. The family auto. No, but it's not. It's <laughs> not yellow and green. It's designed like a car. It's, it's designed. It's not yellow and green or black and yellow. It is designed in different colors like a car outside. Like a nano. But, Madhu, so then uh, this shows your that your stereotypical thinking projects into that if you make a three wheeler into a family, they look like an auto for hire. And they have a new production line. Uh, Madhu, exactly. when did you give this idea to Bajaj? About seven, eight years ago. Wasn't okay, Tata in around the, the same time, I think after you probably gave the Badal. idea, BBC Top Gear, I remember it, oh, ran a program where in Holland they made this. You yeah. see? And it is brilliant. You I see? mean, it's going at 100 miles an hour, yeah. and the banking is brilliant because it's There's just one wheel in the front. It's unfair than yeah, seeing a family on well. Yeah, you must have yeah. seen yeah. that. Just, yeah. just so now, it's yeah. really unfair to see a family on Okay, uh, any businessman out there listening at Venture, uh, <laughs> just make Madhu 50% partner on this. Yeah, we'll just do a collaboration. Our lawyers are coming after you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'd just like to say on the odd even, before I do, uh, ladies, uh, search, search your, thing, your uh, view on odd even, success, failure, necessary, unnecessary. This time, failure, I'm sorry. It, I was a big supporter last time. I followed it. Hmm. But I'm using the woman card and driving all over town. So, because there's no cabs. The cabs that are available are too expensive. So but I, why service pricing is not allowed? How it was first two days. So then I just started driving. And so, so it hasn't made the city more pleasant? It hasn't made the city more pleasant. It's, it's we're just pleasant. Okay. Uh, I think it's just been uh, devised to traumatize me. 
<laughs> I think that's the only reason I think uh, I think because of you Abhinandan Arvind Kejriwal knows I'm in Delhi and said this one human being needs to be given a really difficult fortnight and if a Bengali is traumatized hell hath no fury sorry I'm saying if a Bengali is traumatized we're in a constant no state now, of see, trauma the thing is, you keep Trashing Bengalis like that, you're on what? your own, Rangaratan sir. You know, he'll I take another holiday, right? Uh, yeah, okay. He'll take another but holiday. Will, uh, on one thing, I actually disagree with Anand, although I think this it's a disaster. It, this time, not a disaster, I think it's unnecessary because the air quality index really doesn't show that it's required. But when between November and Feb, and besides, I don't think this can be a permanent solution. For example, like Gopal said, he's going to make it permanent. If he does, I'm buying another car. I mean, that's that. Because I'm not going to just do this every, you know, thoda josh rehta hai, flex ho jata hai. Such a nuisance. But you can't, so it's never a permanent solution, nowhere in the world. Beijing tried to make it permanent, people started buying cars. But between November and Feb, Delhi air is really crappy. That's, you know, because of the cold, it clings, all that condensation hoti hai. Punjab, paddy burning, paddy stuff burning. That's the same time. Here, AQI, which is outside, it goes 999 and then it can't read anymore. So, it's actually in the thousands. So, when you read that, if odd even even brings it down 0.1, it brings the conversation to the table, I will back it. But when it is in double digits, when it is going to have no, then I, honest, sorry. And also, what I loved was the ad that started the odd even. So I just like to tell you this remind me of my niece and nephew because I'm really loving uncle and I think children should be traumatized before they grow up so that they're ready for it. Right, right. So I go to them with my fists clenched at the back. I say, guess what Mamu got you? They say, what? I clench my fist, they open and it's like an empty hand. I said, a slap. Oh, and you know, their, their, their like smile vanishes like tha. It's a really beautiful sight, you know, when the <laughs> smile is... So, this guy is so, actually nasty. <laughs> so, Arvind's radio ads were... हाँ दोस्तों एक खुश खबरी देनी थी तो I was like देखिए क्या और even वापस आ रहा है sorry but Nico I mean on on the point that you made I would have thought if the pollution is much more then this odd even sanctioning of just the four wheeler vehicles would make even less of an impact you know what I mean yeah but what I'm saying is it gets the conversation to the table then they can say next month we'll do it to all because if you do it to all immediately, there's a political this thing, wo pura pachada ho jata hai. See, so as far as congestion is concerned, it, I mean, it, it is logical that if you reduce the number of cars, yeah. you would reduce the congestion. But has that been nice? That has not happened here. And I don't know, there are many Why? factors for okay. that. Maybe there are, there are large scale violations and, you know, they're saying... Okay, sorry to cut in more. now. Uh, let's again ask the outsider. Surge pricing. You know, this yes. has been a huge debate during this. Now, whether it is good, bad, let's just put that out of our heads. Right. When something like this happens, They've said there should be no surge pricing because then you're, you know, kind of profiting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, so, they, so what is your view on surge pricing? And Uber's defense is that then vehicles won't be available during peak hours. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you get that? Do you buy that? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I kind of. I, this was a big thing. I was living in New York, and this was just around when Uber was coming out. And yeah. this was a big. They're thing not too. allowed in New York, right? What surge price? Uber? Uh, no, yeah, Uber's in New York. They're, 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 it's really big. Uber is really it. popular. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They nearly wiped out the yellow cab. They wiped but the yellow cab lobby in New York is really strong. It is strong. But what, uh, what I noticed, Uber, so in Uber in New York and you know, in other cities like Bangkok, it's expensive. It's more expensive than your alternative methods, right? Here, it's cheaper. It, it's very cheap. It's so much cheaper. It's cheaper than a rickshaw in Correct. many ways. It's right? cheaper than a regular cab. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so I, I find like, I, I feel like this uh, surge pricing is like an indication of something sinister down the line. 
hmm. that may, may may be a reality in like Indian cities. I don't know. I, 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 this is a, I have I have nothing to back well, this up. There, there are a couple of things about surge pricing, like you said. Uh, Uber in New York has surge pricing. Uber everywhere in the world has surge pricing. The whole logic that we're getting surge pricing now during odd even because there are less cars or more people, this is an absolutely ridiculous argument. What is? That surge pricing is happening because there are less cars or more demand. That there is that the supply isn't able to meet the demand. Because they've had surge pricing before. They do it everywhere. The fundamental logic of that is also very strange because what they're saying is that these same number of cars are there. If you're willing to pay more, then you'll get the ride, hmm. right? That's basically what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, the demand is higher. It's a demand and supply thing. Yeah. More demand, right? The, the idea most demand, be, so the price goes up. Yeah. There, there are more people out looking for, ta- looking for taxis during odd even, right? There are more people looking for taxis, but that's so in India and in Delhi in particular. No, what I'm saying, how are more vehicles available? Because exactly. I, I didn't quite understand that logic. Was uh, sorry, uh, uh, Karuna, uh, you, what what do you think? So it's pressing good, bad, ugly, yes, no, maybe. Very ugly because it's you know they don't manufacture new cars if you're paying more. So there is a set number of vehicles. There is a slightly more. Uh, Passenger load, demand. passenger load, but you can put it more on sharing because the incentive concept that they have is seven rides, fifteen rides, twenty rides, whatever, yeah. and it's a ten thousand rupee incentive yeah. for I think fifteen for rides extra. It's ten thousand rupees of bonus right. every day for every Uber driver. So if you increase the share uh, quota, then they'll still make more money. Okay, so you, Madhu, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, I, has anyone has ever talked to an Uber driver? I would be. I'm curious. If the surge pricing is five times the original rate, for instance, and actually during the heat, wave, the heat wave in Hyderabad, the surge pricing goes up like crazy, and I don't really know why. Hmm. But when it's when it's 50, 45, 50 degrees outside, it does. There's no car. Yeah, Rains. It is, it's yeah. also quite interesting how everybody's surge pricing goes up at, as in as in everyone's prices surge simultaneously. Yeah, yes. it's a chorus of surges. Yeah, right. Uh, Anand, yeah. right, right. Um, Everywhere in the city, it works out yeah. like that, right? It's right. like Ola, Uber, whoever. They synchronize. No, that's because the demand is. They go all but, over. But right? That's like an algorithm-based thing, right? Uh, Anand? No, I'm completely for surge pricing. Hmm. You're it a complete free marketer. Complete free marketer. This is economics 101, if I may say so. Hmm. And uh, the other point is it's a private enterprise. Yeah. Where I would fault Kejriwal is that instead of banning surge pricing, he should allow surge pricing for autos. It already exists. Autos- this is everyday no, life. That's not, not, not legal. That's not, not official. So <laughs> let's control that. This is my point. Like at the end of the day, the thing with surge pricing is that it's a private individual choice. You don't have to take that pricing yes. if you don't want mm-hmm. to. So that's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. But it is not really that much of a free choice in a city like Delhi. Wait, there's not enough public transport. Well, I mean, I there is. <clears throat> but let Anand finish his yeah, point. So, I mean, ideologically, you think ideologically, yes, and also because the auto should not have a fare meter. In fact, in many cities mm-hmm. in India, a lot of cities, I think Chennai, if I'm not mistaken, they don't have a meter at all. So why shouldn't they have a fare meter? Because it is let demand and supply it's a private enterprise. It's, it's, it's no, no, it's it's, a it's not a public transport. It's not owned by the government. If the government owns it, then the government. No, decides. even in, in a capitalist country like America, you have a taxi who has a meter. Or Singapore. Anyway, you have a meter so that when you 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 know when you get in, yeah. how much you'll be paying for your ride. Free marketer doesn't mean that you get in like what happened to us in Prague once, and we were going on a ten-minute ride, and he said a hundred U.S. dollars because capitalism had just come in. They had they were. 
were like uh, cowboys on the road. We can charge you whatever we like. Yeah, I, I don't think that's so. Quite that's not cool. capital. That's not free enterprise. Free enterprise doesn't mean that you can charge whatever you like and do whatever you want to the customer. So how having a meter even in a capital is exists in capitalist countries. But Madhu, that is what capitalism means. That you can dictate the amount you want to charge. But no, does yeah, that but that has to. Doesn't mean it, you're not getting on a tonga and you just say that uh, you can charge whatever you but like. The there is, is regulation within capitalism, isn't but there? But the point is that desirable. I so mean, this we're is not pure, so we're, we're talking pure definition. Look, like, I mean, the whole pure communism, I remember this paper, people have no ego, they will have no pride and know this. So def pure definitions are different, but how it works in real life, Look, I mean, the whole point is, in real life, the mm -hmm. fact is that there should be n number of autos. Uh, I mean, our public uh, public transport system is completely gone in Delhi, for example. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Metro has saved it. Mm -hmm. But the whole point is, if you if you are capping uh, the fare, you are not allowing the autowala to charge what he wants when there is a limited number of autos available. I, right? Yeah, but I think... I mean, he does it illegally. But that's but, carpet bagging. I mean... But I think this regulation, especially when these are things run on a meter, it's like saying people that... people are getting a fixed salary. It's, it's the same thing uh, like saying when there is dengue, why should pharma companies not have surge pricing for life-saving yeah, drugs? I'm sorry, I can't That is capitalism like too. So that, I think capitalism has a context, it has regulation. It's like that hedge fund guy who bought that company that yeah. would, uh, you know, that yeah, HIV. Yeah. He had to appear before a congressional hearing. Fine, legally they couldn't do anything, but they really made it so difficult for him that they, they caught him on some other evasion and they put him in the clangor. Well, because in real life, even if you have anti-HIV drugs, but the company decides how much is going to charge for the anti-HIV drug or the anti-cancer herceptin. It the does. I, yeah, but does. Does but the government can't say you're not, you know, to Biocon that you're charging 50,000 a yeah. while, I'll char I, you must charge 5,000 a while. No, it could also. It is not right now. There are certain things it could and there are certain things that it does right. do that too. Uh, you know, petrol being one, uh, fuel being one. But the thing is that let's say that price existed and tomorrow there was an outbreak. And then the farmer said, from day after tomorrow, it's five times. So there Would is an emergency. There is an, if there is an emergency, the government so, regulation comes exactly. in. Exactly. So, 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 so there is so, no pure capitalism this way or that way. Now, when, look, when... There is a regulation of capitalism. I'm not... No, but there is a very... It has to be regulation because, you know, you've got people... Who are the people... as well. I mean, you can't have five taxi saying that people have... Who are the people who are catching three-wheelers, okay? Autos, they are not people who have cars, obviously. So therefore, their income is limited. You're getting into an auto. You have to know whether you can afford it or not. Not with some cowboy coming and saying, "I'll ch charge you whatever." Wind, no, my uh, my question is me. very simple. That uh, the bulk of the country being in the social demographic that it is, the earning demographic that it is, rather right. not the social. What happens if they are not able to afford any public transport? What happens? Yeah, a disaster. So, so then, which is why you what have that to means have is you have to have public transport which is amenable to the population. Yes. Like metro. Which, like, means, you know, which, which means context, means. which means economic systems work within a context. Actually, we should do a separate podcast on this because I actually read your tweet and here we will have a very spirited debate with two, three others sure. on privatization of water. Because yeah. I think that is equivalent to privatizing justice because it is life-saving. Uh, so anyway, there's a context to that. Madhu, why are you looking like Daku Mangal Singh? Okay, uh, you were saying something before we change the subject, but before we come to you right. uh, and change the subject, sorry, you want something? You have something to say on this? Uh, on the audience? No, I, I mean, on, on, I, I, on, on, oh, oh, on surge pricing. Well, the I mean, the thing with surge pricing that's separate that I don't think is comparable to an auto auto while like uh, negotiating with you is that it's dictated by a company, a corporation that's a separate entity from the driver, hmm. right? So, I mean, I would also wonder how much is the driver actually? It's, it's Uber tells us that 
it, it will, you know, like you were saying, it will coax more yes, drivers onto to, the street. I have to say but this how much of that, like five times, is actually so going Uber, to the Uber actually said that only 8% of the taxis they are running hmm. were subjected to surge pricing. I see. So it's anyway, not I just thought Uber's Spokey came across looking weak. They need, uh, uh, you know, Spokey. So, hey, Uber, if you want to support us on it. हम कुछ कर सकते हैं आपके लिए मिया अच्छा कुबेर वर्सेस उबर कॉन्टैक्टरीडिया on a new property called Chase that we are doing in partnership in collaboration with Scoop Whoop they are investigative documentaries and reports that will blow your mind they are really great done by very talented journalists so you can uh, check out the promo below this on our news laundry page you'll we'll discover something about a, a bouncer who's very richer very very richer and Chase uh, comes out in May which comes out in may so uh, keep track of that and you'll keep track of what's happening only on oh, this oh. <laughs> that is my mother's line <laughs> back in the day uh, okay now we'll just move on to the last subject that i want to do but before i do that anyone has anything to say because this will i want everyone's views on this and it's i know madhu will have a lot to say on this oh dear so uh, before that anything else you guys want to discuss because we'll be close to just two children i really don't want to produce here are just two children policy ha <coughs> huh, i don't want to kyunki i don't want to like make them babies कंपलसरी uh. पॉलिसी हम दो हमारे दो रिएक्शन फ्रॉम बिकॉज चाइना डिस्कवर दिस्कवर्ड अ फॉर्मूला नो ही वॉज गिविंग अ स्पीच जमात इस्लामी who was saying that women should be you know covered till the ankles homosexuality is bad it's okay to stone those people i did a quick calculation and india has a 60 million more men than women in the country matlab agar har aadmi ko ek aurat mil gayi apna saath janm janmantar ka saath nibhane ke liye phir bhi 60 million ya 6 crore aadmiyon ka ke liye kuch available nahi hai theek hai upar se unhone bola ki aadmi char nikah bhi kar sakta hai to और भी मतलब द मोर और भी कम सत्तर अस्सी और मिलियन ऐसे निकाल दो मैंने कहा अंकल इन सब का क्या होगा आप बोलते हैं आप होमोसेक्शुअल भी ना हो हैं हम एक अब हम बेचारे हैं एक दूसरे को खुश भी ना करें तो हम करें क्या मेरे पास आप मैं सबकी शादी करा दूंगा बट दैट पॉइंट दैट यू जस्ट मेड इफ ईच मैन वू मैरी फोर वीमेन Uh, you know then it it doesn't that, that maths doesn't work because then there'll be less i mean less men as well unmarried more unmarried men ha that's right to so from 60 million it'll go up to 80 million or 100 million na right because women ki aur bhi shorted surge price ho jayegi fir disgusting guys okay sorry roko isko koi roko okay now we should change the yeah we should move on very quickly now i would just like to end with these two great articles i read that were actually sent to me by madhukar it is a new york times uh, room for debate and the other is the guardian's piece on the dark side of comments so the guardian did the largest study 
on their comment section they studied some i think 70 million comments fantastic and they found the amount of abuse that comes out basically they asked the question is there any value to the comments section okay so they did this entire and out of all the abuse that's heaped the 10 most abused writers uh, out of that eight were women and two were either minority black or gay men so it's obvious there's an overwhelming you know large amount of abuse that comes to is to women writers and to any minority and i would think that if we did one such in here also it would pretty much be the same so one piece argues that there should be no comment section <clears throat> the other piece argues there's you know there should be some moderation in news laundry our viewers we have three different views and so far we've been going with uh, with actually madhus uh, my i was of the view that there should be absolutely no uh, you know filtering of the comments agar kisi ko gaali deni hai maa behan karni hai hamari karo madhu i guess rightly so she said you may be okay with it rather writers who write on news laundry if they see below that their mothers and sisters are being abused it's not right so we have to remove all abusive comments the panel of the view that i'm not against critic cri- criticism yeah abuse i got that you but you should it should yeah. be moderation there should be a filter just, i'm zero just, filter just abuse just pure abuse the panjana was saying i she doesn't really see any value in the comment section at all is that right i don't see any value in it so yeah so that is uh, let's start with the outside <laughs> Are you sick of me at Vivek Anand? No, no, no. Uh, so, uh, w- what is your view? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I would, I would wonder. So, how do you define abuse? I define abuse by Hindi gali's, by f words, by c words, by b words, by all the usual a words. All like when my kids were small, mm-hmm. they used to say, "I know the a word, I know the f word." Said, And also, you know it, shut up. If someone makes an allegation, ki by this one is a prostitute or this one has taken yeah. money, remove that also. She yeah. said, like I someone said, you can't, it. you can't make an allegation which is just out of the blue for no reason other than the fact that you disagree with someone. Mm-hmm. Disagree, fine, but you can't just make somebody a thief, a whore, a prostitute, or whatever you like just for this. That that I consider abuse. Okay. And just bad language, like foul language. I on in my in my writing in terms of um, uh, in a book or in an article i'm not actually against uh, what is called obscenity i do not consider those words as obscene mm-hmm. because they're directed at someone you yeah prefer. because it's uh, as milan kandura wrote in the art of the novel that uh, obscenity is the root connection each individual has with his mm-hmm. mother country So as you know NRIs when they meet an Indian the first thing is BCMC zuban khul gaye yaar bol sakte hain aap so i do respect that i think that that's fine i think uh, obscene language or what is called obscene language used creatively is also fine mm-hmm. the way osho defined the word f in right. 250 different ways of how it can be used i think that's creative but when it is done in a mindless just abusive manner because you disagree with someone and bring in the this kind of filth then it becomes filth right especially when it's like systematically misogynistic or racist either but what is your view in the comment section did you no, misogynist think- i'm not against racist even i'm not against i'm just saying that it is just something that i'm going to do this to you i'm going to mm. rape you i mean i'll do this to your mother your sister and you know all this kind of stuff yeah. that is not on yeah so so for me i every time i read an article i I will always read the comments. I can't help myself. I just okay. But do you think I, it serves any purpose should uh, it it depends. I think I think it it serves in in two ways I would I'd answer that question. First one is in the New York Times I think is a pretty good model. They they moderate their comments. Um you have you know thoughtful responses that are coming up that are that are uploaded to. So that's actually a good that somehow they set up a system in which like 
the most popular comments are almost always constructive. And I find uh, that, you know, if you get two, three abusives, yeah. then the whole atmosphere of the discussion goes down right. So all the people who have anything of value to offer, right. retreat. Yeah, when, yeah, exactly. Right. So they say this is a mucky place, it's a right. selfish place. Right. Sorry. When somebody makes an intellectual argument against the article, I find it raises critical, raises the, raises the, uh, raises the bar and more right. people come in and have a real discussion. So, I mean, my question is, you know, and I think I, I'm, I'm actually really, what fascinates me the most about the comment section is reading what the most popular comment is. Because I think that 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 uh, you know it shows like that comment that view has a certain currency among the other readers of that article and tells you something about who's been reading that article. I, and I, my question: Why is the New York Times the most the most voted New York Times comment almost always thoughtful and considerate? It could, you know often it, it might be disagreeing with the with the writer, but it's never abusive, right? And then maybe it's because of the moderation. Whereas the top the top comment on any given first post article. You know, always, we'll, yeah. we'll just be, you know, just like uh, complete trolling. I mean, completely mindless. Okay, uh, not tell one us. is um, the whole concept of abuse being the issue, I think is very difficult to ascertain. Because if I turn around and say that uh, this writer is a festering pustular orifice of the backside of a human being, I have not said asshole, but I have definitely called that person that. You can't block me. But you really should, because why am I going around saying something like this? Yes, so, you can block you. I mean, there's no count. No, no, that can. means that then you have to go through every comment and moderate. That's what comments. a filter is. You can't set, you can't set a filter for pustular orifice. For orifice. You won't be able to. No, then it has to be human. <laughs> um, so I think that's very difficult to do. Uh, we can set one for orifice, somebody will come up with another word. Hmm. So that human creativity is a wonderful thing. This is the downside of it. For me, the reason why I'm against comments is that I think it only serves a voyeuristic function for the reader. It contributes nothing by way of debate. It does not take the argument forward. And particularly in the age of social media, where you can put in, write comments to this email, get in touch with the author. You can contact this author on their personal Twitter account or Facebook or whatever it is. So then why have the comments? Why is the comment space required? Because to my experience, the moment someone has to sit down and write an email, immediately the argument changes. I agree. That's true. So become serious. Because you can't sit down and write, Oi chutiye. That cannot be an email. I want an email, what is the subject? Oi chutiye, content oi chutiye. You have to create an email address. There are people who have done things. I mean, unemployment is a wonderful thing for a lot of people. So for me, the only reason I'm completely against comments under an article, particularly in India, is that it does not contribute to a conversation. It, or rather, it doesn't contribute to a constructive conversation. It con contributes to a conversation, but that's not a conversation that I'm interested in having. Okay. You know, I was going through um, John Cleese's Twitter line, uh, timeline, and somebody is abusing him left, right, and center, and his response to all the abuse is the same. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually had a change of mind. I was very pro comments earlier mm. because it was an instant feedback as well, and I thought it says. Because oh, you yes, that's valuable. <laughs> yeah, because it says it says more about that chap than 
than me. So it's like, so what, what are people doing and why are people reacting this way? But I had a talk with Naresh some time ago, and uh, so I asked him, why doesn't Scroll have comment? He says, yeah, I don't care. That I don't want to know. Naresh Fernandez. Naresh Fernandez of Scroll. And so he said, if you have something to say, write a letter to the editor. So which, like you said, you know, when people sit down to write, and it becomes a little more uh, formal and the politer and realer. Or you have to come with a real argument. Yeah, yeah. and you have to write. You have to make that no, effort. That's, it's not entirely true that you have to make an argument. I have received emails because my uh, one of my personal emails is easily accessible. Mm. And I have got delightfully inane yeah. uh, emails um, mm. which have not had any. Uh, there was one in which this, uh, that began, you're like a water jug. Everything is empty. Unless it's full, then it's overflow. It's just a mess. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is great fun. That's really creative. So it, was, yeah. it was interesting. It's so it's not necessary that one will think through, but... Um, but I think it quietens you down a little bit, even but if it's I switching. Think for me, it's also... Uh, the other point is also the voyeuristic element. I think it just takes away from what an article is trying yeah. to do. The, the voyeuristic element as in for the person who reads the yeah. comments? Yeah. Like you, like you read the comments. When you're going through those five people who are saying some rubbish after another bit of rubbish, and it's very amusing, it mm. is. But you've completely been taken away from what that entire article was about. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's, now, that's Anand's clear. turn, everyone has had their say. <laughs> no, no, Anand, I'm, I'm completely view? for the comment section. You're my side? I'm completely on your side, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an app supporter. So I actually find it useful for clothesline because they're you know, three boring. I agree. Yeah. But noted. Yeah, say there that, I mean, on for some writers, I usually read only the comment section. So that is... Wire. <laughs> Thank you very much. But also, uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the comments, as Vivek was saying, it's a mishmash, you know. Sometimes you get comments that are very rude towards you, but they're telling you the truth. Mm. And I think this is, and the other thing about what Scroll has, which I'm against, that you know they don't have the comment section, is that they say, oh, you write an email. Now, the whole point is you don't write a book uh, so that nobody else reads it. Your friend, you give it for friend for proofreading. It's like you write an email. You, when you're writing something, you, it is but na human instinct that you want to be... Sarvajanic. Sarvajanic. People would come and either support you or gali denge, joke Comments is a bit like that. But they do when you write an thing. article, mm. you're writing it not for yourself or, you know, it's not internal assessment. You or write email me your article then. Uh, email me your article. <laughs> so I can say, oh, I have written 150 uh, articles and all of them have been emailed to Abhinandan. <laughs> <laughs> Who has appreciated them? But, you know, uh, the whole... Uh, so, but I, a nuance can be put here. Taken into uh, taking into account what Madhu said, which I think holds value, which is that you know some really you gali do you know and sometimes jayas hai. Mujhe bhi bahut mili hai. Depends on the topic on which I write. Hmm. But maybe you can filter the comment section in such a way that you can have uh, you know the non-abusive comments, hmm. and then underneath them you can have a section which say and here are the abusive comments the unapproved and here yeah. are the abusive so comments. generally nice. and what you would find is that uh, you know people would generally like to go through the non-abusive comments which are helpful and a lot of them would also like to click on this and here are the abusive comments just for fun's sake that's a chutia idea <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you know. Uh, what, what do you feel about the ones that are, you know, where you can click show comments? Like it's like it's a hidden comment section. Ah, oh, right? so it's like that. We yeah. have yeah. the click comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, so the ones, the people who. Yeah, we you're not, that. You're not So the oi chutia is just a click away. <laughs> no, but, but, the, but you must click first. But you must but, click but, first. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, you know, just hearing everybody out and reading that piece in the Guardian, I did realize one thing, and that you know, the human tendency of thinking everybody thinks like you. 
कि भाई आई रेड वन ऑफ दट वॉज रिली हार्ट फेल्ट ही सेट वन आई वेक अप इन द मॉर्निंग एंड आई रीड माई आर्टिकल एंड आई सी दियर व्यूज विवेकानंद इज लाफिंग See in India we don't appreciate this kind of insensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, so he said that you know when I wait through a comment it is like I'm walking through a crowd with people hurling abuses at me or punching me. It I react like that and I'm so demotivated to go through to to write that it actually sucks the creativity any mission out of me. Uh and i can see why i would do that to some people you know who are oh. more but but, John yeah, but 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 here's what i'm saying how about this madhu uh, we'll all write a piece on this you know let us subscribers decide subscribers we we want you to be involved in what our comments policy should be i think a subscriber uh, i just have an idea what if uh, incidentally i'll just interrupt you i wrote a piece on this couple of years ago called troller jugalbandi hmm. which was i went through a, a fp article hmm. and beneath that was some of the most amazing uh, abusive mm. commentary i have ever seen it was breathtakingly beautiful and this piece is called troller jugalbandi and mm. i can't remember the names of the two we'll trolls who were fighting we'll but astonishing english yeah. i mean the quality of the english took my breath away so but but uh, what i was thinking what if a writer says the writer decides whether they want to comment rather than the entire rather than all of news laundry yeah. having One writer says, "I will have mine moderated by human intervention. One by a software, and one says, 'Jo likhna hai, likh lo.' And one says, 'I don't want to know what you think. You're all, you know. So I, because I think there is some value in the internet, which is a two-way communication as opposed to print and television, which is one way. That's what I value. I, you know, the, you might as well be in print if you're not willing to read your mm. read right. the comments. Right. So I think anyway. So we'll for the writer, uh, I mean, we'll uh, have a piece on this and let our subscribers uh, decide. Help us so decide. So the Panjana's pieces will not have the comments. You please, readers, just pass on the comments to me, and I will email <laughs> them to her so that she knows all this. So you'll help me write mine. <laughs> huh? You'll help me write mine. Uh, okay. So these are my two suggestions. Everyone has to give some value add to our. Uh, the listeners of uh, our podcast we give leave them with some suggestions that this is what you must read uh, so these are my two suggestions uh, anand what are yours mine is actually just one the the guardian uh, one that you just mentioned okay so about the abuse of yeah comments okay. yeah that was very nicely done so um, chetan bhagats and the open letters that i have read barkhas and three three or four people have written open letters to chetan bhagat and they were all very enjoyable to read sure. and sidan then tweeted the irascible sidan mm-hmm. uh, with the pick of an closed envelope saying that here is my closed letter to narendra modi <laughs> on the recent developments dipanjana <laughs> uh, any suggestions you have um indian express has been doing a series on changing kashmir uh which has been very interesting to read okay uh they've had two parts and i'm looking forward to the next one which comes out tomorrow karuna so i read on pro publica this a story called the unbelievable story of rape it's a it's a reportage of how a serial rapist was caught hmm. and how one of the victims kept you know swaying uh, on he did it he didn't do it maybe i wasn't raped so it's a beautifully written piece on and i think almost pulitzer winning or pulitzer winning but it was amazing the way the reports have spanned out over time over cities and how this whole story was woven together it do was- send the link to kartik who produces yeah. this episode thank you kartik for producing hafta um 
you have any recommendations other than your story which we will recommend oh yes yeah so it won't be sad if i recommend yeah it won't uh, <laughs> and i don't know if the, if if uh, vivek story can be published in news laundry i al jazeera we'll have to check yeah, okay. yeah. but kar denge kya kar lenge court jayenge na writer uh this black writer for the for the daily news uh Sean King and basically uh based entirely on a rumor uh all these other journalists just like piled in all these these thought piece think piece writers right? okay they all piled in uh, accusing him on uh of plagiarism pontificating on his plagiarism and so on so on and so forth uh but ultimately that that plagiarism was a lie that he did not yeah. plagiarize at all but then yeah. he was just completely tarred by lots and lots and lots of articles and this is a really popular so the risk journal. of this whole online mob what yeah. madhu has spoken about often madhu any recommendations oh uh, there's one in the new yorker it's an old one but came up in one of the things i was reading it's called um, what does procrastination tell us about ourselves hmm i'll read it later <laughs> <laughs> and I'll send you I'll send the link later. <laughs> okay. On that uh, lovely note no actually on before we close on that note we can't let a foreigner get away with yeah like yeah from Hyderabad get away without asking him who is he going to vote for Trump Hillary Oh you're a US citizen. I'm a US citizen. Yeah. Oh I see. So then so I was right when I said outsider. <laughs> I was trying to be ironic saying ki hum Delhi wale Hyderabad ko bhi outsider maan rahe hain. Oh you're thinking that way. Yeah. I was thinking that way. Yeah, no, no. Sorry. So straight question. Burn. So now now that's dramatic irony. When you are trying to be ironic but you're not actually being ironic. Okay. So the jokes on you. So the jokes on me. Ha sorry. Uh who am I voting for? Who am I voting for? Oh, Trump, yeah. Obvi- obviously on. Donald Trump. Let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah, he, he built, uh, Let's have of, some fun. We my earliest childhood memory is... Actually, he's not an outsider at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trump, the Trump Taj Mahal. You know, there's a <laughs> casino in Atlantic City. No, but yeah, we'd always but, but seriously, Hillary. Bernie or Hillary, who would you rather see? Uh, I would say Bernie. Me too, but yeah. you think he'll he'll get that? You know, he's he's not going to get it. It's going to be Hillary. I mean, I think which it's is, very very which difficult is, which for him. Which is sad, I think. He lost, he lost New York, the latest one, so it's very difficult for him. But but, uh, but, but, but whether will Kejriwal's granddad or <laughs> <laughs> but uh, whether uh, whether it's going to be easily Hillary or you know maybe Donald Trump who knows okay uh, so we want to dedicate today's song to the government of India both the present government and the last government uh, this goes out uh, from Vivekanand who did this piece and everyone just shrugged and said you know so what get on with it. because in india this is our attitude sardi khasina maleria hua sardi khasina maleria hua ye gaya yaaro isko la 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 note 
we in India, we are all afflicted with laveria. Okay? <laughs> Neither do we get malaria nor kajeria. And it's an over-reporting of laveria. <laughs> over-reporting of laveria. So, uh, thank you viewers. Thank you. Join us again next week on Hafta. If you have any comments or feedback, write to us at contact at News Laundry. Tweet to us. Comment on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you all once again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah, great having you and I hope we can publish your story. The rest of you, thank you so much. Thanks very much. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.